What if once a month, a box arrived in your mailbox that had things inside that were appropriate for the development of your child, as well as something special for you? That is what Mama Frog Baby is doing every month. Today's very special guest on the Teaching Your Toddler show is Raina Zellner Burr, who has been dedicated to helping other business owners build their presence online since she started her online career. Now, about a year ago, all of that changed when she came up with the idea that combined her love for high-quality, sustainably sourced goods, as well as her work as a music therapist, the Mama Frog Baby Subscription Box. And the most exciting part about it is that her kids are excited about it too. Listen to this very special episode now and learn all about Mama Frog Baby Subscription Boxes and more about Raina Zellner-Burr. Welcome to the show. Hello, this is Mary Jo Tinlin from Teaching Your Toddler, and today our very special guest is Raina Zellner-Burr, who is a music therapist and has also started a subscription box for moms. Raina, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining us today. Tell us a little bit about yourself and about your background. Thank you so much, Mary Jo, and first of all, thank you for having me. Um, It's great to be here. So I am a music therapist by um, training, and I'm also a mom of five. And uh, my my kids' ages range from six to twenty five, <laughs> which is seems a little strange looking back. <laughs> but oh. um, yeah, so um, I started out, uh, you know, long long time ago as a music therapist. Um, I did my internship in more of a a medical field. But as I started growing my family, I found that working with little children um, actually was more um, conducive to the learning that I was doing with my own children. And also it was a way to, for me to help other parents um, with children with developmental issues and just some challenges. And that could be in their home or at school or, you know, all kinds of other things. So um, I started focusing in on very young ages because it's music therapy um, above all else focuses on brain development. And um, so we really are targeting the brain when we're when we're doing our, our um, activities and utilizing the different techniques. And so I um, started l- really looking to early intervention. I, I tried to get licensed in the state of Missouri, but um, at the time it wasn't open to music therapists. Um, at the time they were focusing on speech therapy and occupational therapy. And I fought long and hard and I even (laughs) got an award from the American Music Therapy Association for my work and trying to to break into state licensure. And um, it didn't happen. Hopefully, you know, it's it's definitely progressed since then. But um, we've just found that, you know, doing those things early and often and reinforcing them and, you know, uh, doing those types of, of goals and everything um, has really made a difference for the kids as they got older. So tell us, you you started to say it, it targets, you know, brain development, but what, can you give us a little bit of background on what music therapy actually is doing? What are you doing as a music therapist? So music therapy, it, it could be seen as very similar to occupational therapy, um, but what we do is we use melodies, rhythms, we use uh, musical instruments, and they could be simple rhythm instruments like maracas or, you know, something that they can shake or, or a drum that they can tap. And um, what we're doing in music therapy is we're 
helping to make something fun that is essential for their um, their progress. For instance, um, using their fingers. Maybe there's um, been an injury at birth where they are not, aren't able to have a full range of motion in their fingers, which of course is very important for their development. And so we can create maybe a, a simple pattern on the piano that we can teach them that they can you know, reinforce those movements that are going to help with their um, handwriting or with self-feeding or some other you know, related skills. And so we take music and we adapt it to the specific uh, psychomotor needs of the child. How do you how do you sort of choose the music that you're using? So sometimes we will write original music to use um, to reinforce, and um, other times we will use mostly age appropriate music uh, that will um, is, is you know is conducive to whatever goal we have for the for the child so we might write a phone number so- song so for them to learn their phone number so that would be an original song obviously no one everybody has a different phone number um, <laughs> right so um and that's for like you know it would be for an older child but the music can be very simple to be effective it doesn't have to be anything you know fancy we like li- using live music recorded music is good for certain certain purposes but you know to be able to really interact and maybe even to communicate through the music creating music together with a child is really where the where the magic and the ha- and the power happens i um I took my son to the um, music together classes when he was small and uh, it was just so profound. Some of the things that they were talking about, you know, even just like cross body things where they would tap the instrument across their, you know, their other knee, their opposite knee or, you know, things like that, that just, we don't even think about, you know, we do it because it's funny or fun, but Mm -hmm. it's actually developing their brains that I was just fascinated by that. Music Together is an amazing program. And in fact, I, I have used some of their recorded music in my practice and, and have been in touch with some of their creators. And uh, yeah, they they have definitely um, brought music therapy-like activities into the mainstream. So I'm so glad that you were involved in that program. <laughs> yes, it was amazing. And, and my son was really small. He was like, I think, less than a year when we started. He had just started walking it. product which is called mama frog baby subscription boxes right that is correct yep um and you just just launched we just launched we are on indiegogo right now and funding so um yeah it's been a really exciting journey and you know just kind of getting here (laughs) with with the products and so tell me, well, tell the audience, so it's it's a subscription box, comes monthly. Tell us a little bit about what's in there, how you're, how you're choosing things, and, you know, why did you start this? Mm-hmm. Sure. So um, <clears throat> there are a lot of questions in there. Yes. <laughs> Let me see. Um, <clears throat> so the, the box contains, so the box is designed to be sent out monthly, um, starting at at a newborn box and then going all the way up to 36 months. So, and all each box is individually geared towards that particular age. So 
Um, and it, you'd be surprised how much um, of a difference there is between the one month and the two month box. So, you know, because what we do is the products in the in the box are amazing and, and wonderful. And I'm working with a lot of um, great companies that are uh, sourcing their products, you know, sustainably. And, you know, they're organic and all natural. And there are things that you can feel good about giving to your child or using for your child. But the most exciting part of the box is the developmental guidance that comes along with it. And what we try to do is <clears throat> focus on six areas of development in the on the in the guidance. And that would be visual, tactile, auditory, verbal, fine motor, which is, you know, your hands and then gross motor um, categories, which is like the larger movements, um, walking and jumping and things like that. So um, what we do is we, we focus the products um, on areas that uh, really meet the needs of the child. So for instance, in our newborn box, we have visual stimulation cards that's that's going to um, stimulate the optic nerve and, and get the child to start focusing, getting their visual acuity ready. Later on, um, it's not, not too, too early to read and to do other things. And so, um, and then later on, you know, some of the toys, they'll, they'll get more complex. So in the box, there is something to read, or in the case of visual stimula simulation, there are the cards. Um, and then there's something to play with. So that would be a toy of some kind, and usually sustainably sourced, maybe a natural rubber or a natural um, wood that's been sustainably sourced. And something to wear. So that could be an article of clothing that fits their developmental needs um, somehow, like if they're walking, you know, that, does, that doesn't get in their way, or if they're crawling, that kind of covers their knees. <laughs> um, and then something that they need. So that could be a, um, a baby wash, or it could be a sippy cup, uh, just depending on what, you know, we feel like developmentally in that, in that time frame is most useful. And then um, very special, what we like to do is throw something in the box for, for the mom or the caregiver, the dad or, or whoever's um, really taking care of the child so that they feel special. Because so many times as parents, we don't like to buy things for ourselves. <laughs> and it's right. really hard Especially for when you have a brand new baby, you feel oh, guilty, exactly. you don't want to buy something for them, for yourself, right? Right. You want to, you know, and of course we, we want to do that, but, um, you know, they're, spe they're special too. We need to take care of them them also. And uh, so we have, you know, like a, maybe a rose tonic facial spray or, um, you know, so, like a scrub or something they can use um, full body or something like that. Oh, that's so great. Then they get to pamper themselves a little bit if they have a few moments, right? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, oh, that's great. That's <laughs> so do you, did, did you develop it as something that a mom would buy for themselves or do you think of it more as a gift that someone would give a new mom or, or something? Um, I really saw it as something that um, could fit a lot of different use cases. Um, you know, sometimes even grandparents, they have trouble giving advice <laughs> to their kids because they're afraid they're going to step on toes. So it could even be something like that, you know, where they want to make sure that the baby's getting what they need or the child's getting what they need, but they don't want to say it so they can give mm -hmm. this gift. <laughs> and yes. there, there it is. That, there's, a, there's their advice that they get to give without, you know, <laughs> saying a word. Right. Now, it's and, and if someone found out about you when their baby was six months, it's okay, right? Like you can still jump in whenever it's it works for, you know, the mom, right? Oh, baby. absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. We They can, you know, 
and we, we send out emails too. So if there's something that they, they need to catch up on and things like that, or if they feel like they're, you know, it's hard to, especially as a new mom, it's hard to pinpoint on those milestones that may not be happening um, on, a, on a, uh, uh, an improvement trajectory. And mm-hmm. so, you know, we don't want them to be like overly concerned with, oh, my baby's not doing this yet. There must be something mm-hmm. wrong because th- that's not our emphasis. We just want to make sure that babies or toddlers are thriving, you know, where they are themselves. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it sounds so good because I think a lot of moms, especially new moms, they just don't know what they don't know. Right. They, mm-hmm. they're not. And so to be able to bring them this information, like the, like the guidance that comes along with the box or the emails that are so, also support them, that sounds uh, like amazing. And, and that sounds like a lot of work for you. That's, that's, that's incredibly involved. You know, I, I enjoy it. Um, and I've, because I've worked with so many um, tiny kids, it seems like natu- a natural um, progression for me to be offering this sort of advice and guidance and finding products that go along with it is just more more of, more fun. <laughs> oh, that's so great. Um, and so this comes monthly. Can you buy like a, um, a certain period of time, you know, like three months, six months, 12 months, or do you sort of pay month to month? How does that work for um, someone who's who would want to be a part of this? Sure. So our campaign right now is set up so that they can choose either a month. Um, they can even do a two-month subscription. It goes all the way up to six months at, at the moment. Um, and then, of course, once we are off of the Indiegogo platform, there will be even more flexibility there. They can choose to go month to month, or they can choose a longer-term subscription. If they're ch- if they choose a longer-term subscription, we're able to offer them a savings. You know, obviously, we want to have them around for longer, so we want to make it desirable for them to, <laughs> them to be able to be able to do that. And uh, so, yeah, we just kind of. Um, Starting out, you know, the one one month, two month, three month, four month, just whatever they choose is kind of where we're 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 handling that. Perfect. And so for Indiegogo, how does that work? So Indiegogo um, is one of many crowdfunding platforms, and um, I have some friends who have run campaigns on there, some artists and things, uh, musicians who really liked it. Um, basically, they're a, a creative community. And they, it's starting a business on Indiegogo means that you're only creating as much product as there is demand for. So you're not, you know, wasting resources. You're, you know, being very environmentally conscious um, and just being able to launch to a group of creative um, backers who see, who can see, you know, the the value in an endeavor like this. So I really felt like, you know, building a community. Uh, getting out to to more people was the way to go, and that's why I chose Indiegogo. Perfect. I I I'm aware of this, but I never seen it sort of applied like this. So that's that's really interesting the way you explain that. Thank you. Um, so for the the sourcing, I mean, I I agree that for moms, especially new moms, they want to know like what's going in my baby's mouth. Is it clean? Is it like you said, organic and and natural and all that? So how does the sourcing work? Is that a challenge for you, or is that is it is it pretty easy to find stuff that's sourced, you know, sustainably and also naturally? So um, yes and no. I I think that a lot of times when we purchase things for our babies. We, you know, we go to Target, we look at the natural brands, we try to find something that looks like it's going to do the least harm (laughs) to Mm -hmm. our baby's skin or, you know, 
put in their in their mouth. But what I've done is I've gone out to find smaller companies, um, companies that really are uh, focused and committed to using only the best ingredients and only the you know so you know no cheap plastic toys. Uh, these are uh, toys that really will last. Um, what for for one thing, and also that aren't going to destroy the pro the the planet in the production. So, um, you know, finding these small businesses hasn't been as difficult as, as um, I thought it might be. Yeah, that's <laughs> but, good. Um, you know, social media has been really, really great. Um, I've, I'm a member of a lot of maker communities where I can actually talk to moms who are making things um, and, you know, that are they're knitting organic yarn dolls or um, you know, they're making uh, amazing skincare products that I can use to pamper, you know, the caregivers. So as soon as I p start putting this out there, you know, I got people actually contacting me. Oh, you know, this might be great for your box. And I, I look at it and if it was great, if not, maybe there's a different kind of partnership that we can do. So uh, what I love about this, this box really is in sourcing in this way. It's not only is this growing a new business, supporting a new business, but it's also supporting so many other small businesses um and these these are family run they're women women um and and minority owned and um i just love all of the people that, I, that i've been able to work with and they've just been just fantastic what a great way to sort of help each other right it's a synergistic relationship to both that's so that's such a great story it really is yep and and really, um, another exciting aspect of it is is having my kids be um, excited about it and wanting to work in it with me. <laughs> oh, that's great! It it really is. And so, um, I have my daughter. One of my daughters is, is she's actually just started school. And she's doing graphic de graphic design, and she's designed the box. She, she's designed the logo. All kinds of really cool things that we need for a, a business like this. And then my. Um, my daughter that's older than her is she just graduated in communications and so she is able to help a lot of with, with a lot of the messaging and the social media and uh she is a the queen of pinterest in our house <laughs> so, Ooh, and this is a perfect pinterest uh, uh product for sure i would think absolutely mm -hmm. oh that's great and that's so wonderful that you get to work with your children and then they also and again synergistically they are getting experience so like your daughter has some portfolio material now and your other right. daughter has some great experience oh my gosh that's just that's such a wonderful thing and and i don't know if you planned that but that worked out really well it really did. I, you know, I didn't plan it that way, but I'm thrilled. And, you know, knowing that they're excited about it gets me excited about it. And, and also, you know, I'm able to show them like they're able to see their mom create something out of nothing, you know, um, and hopefully that gives them confidence to go on and do their own thing someday. Uh, so. Yes, absolutely. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and I love that you're supporting the mom makers. Like you said, I, I hadn't I, I kind of hadn't thought about that community and um, to find those communities online. Um, and then now they're approaching you. Wow. That's I mean, again, it just helps them and it helps you as well. Right. Mm -hmm. Yep. Totally. It's great. It's great synergy, like you said. I, I also saw in the um, in the material that I got about your business about Mama Frog uh, that you also suggest people possibly donate the boxes if they don't want if they can't use them or if maybe their kids are too old or something that they would be able to pass on the good stuff to uh, someone maybe in a woman's shelter or something like that is have you had that happen or is that something you're planning to have happen? 
We absolutely have had that happen. Um, that, you know, the first first people that you kind of pitch to are your friends and family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, you know, not all my friends are still having babies. And so I just got, kind of wanted to have that option for someone to get involved and help somebody else without necessarily, you know, feeling like they're, they've, they're left out of that um, consumer group. Um, but not only that, but it was a great opportunity to help women who are struggling and, you know, still need things for their babies. And, you know, to be able to offer that to them um, is, is an amazing gift for me um, to be able to, t- to touch their lives. Absolutely. For sure. Well, um, what else do we need to know about you? What else about Mama Frog? How did you think up the, the name and the brand itself? So the name I had um, for a while, I used it for a couple different things, um, you know, as I c- came through my internet marketing <laughs> journey. And um, I just, when I started um, selling, I actually started selling on Amazon um, several several years ago, and I was making or having made a, um, a very soft potty seat for, um, well, babies and also older children. They were using el- elimination communication. And um, the potty seat was big enough that like even a six-year-old who wasn't potty trained could or, you know, confident on the potty could use. And so I started using that name on the potty seats and it went really well. Um, And in fact, they're still selling in the Philippines. (laughs) Um, My distributor out there is she's she's really um, done a great job and and she's using the Mama Frog name and she's you know, she's doing doing the distribution of the potty seat out there. But I decided that I wanted to come off of Amazon and do something a little bit more um, organic. And also, um, I had done some training with Sophie Howard. She's in uh, New Zealand. And she does, um, you know, a lot of source products that she does both on Amazon, but also in subscription boxes. And that was just really interesting to me. So I thought, you know, that could be a perfect um, offboarding, I guess, of my Amazon um, experience. And I just started thinking of other things that I could do with the Mama Frog brand and about how much larger I can kind of kind of set that umbrella. Uh, so that's kind of what started me into thinking about baby products. And then, of course, with my music therapy piece, it just made sense to make it more like a, you know, developmental uh, friendly, you know, uh, project that uh, just kind of keeps me keeps me up at night and up in the, up early in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> yes, as an entrepreneur, right? It never ends. Right. Yep. Absolutely. Great. Oh, gosh, that's an interesting evolution from Amazon to the subscription boxes. I'm, uh, I've never heard that. I mean, of course, I've heard about selling on Amazon, but that's an interesting evolution for your brand. How, how cool is that? Um, gosh, well, uh, tell us uh, how to find you, how to find how to sign up for subscriptions and uh, anything else that you want the audience to know and, and about where you are on social media besides Pinterest. Uh-huh, absolutely. So um, my domain name, mamafrogbaby.com, is pointing at the Indiegogo campaign right now. So if people want to get in early and um, actually secure a 40% discount for, you know, as long as they're buying the boxes, um, and that could be now or in the future for their grandbabies, they can go ahead and get, go on to their Later on, when we switch platforms, uh, it'll still, that mamafrogbaby.com will still take them to wherever Mama Frog Baby boxes are sold. <laughs> okay, perfect. And so, um, we, you know, we're looking at this long term and just kind of doing some planning. Um, Instagram, we're at Mama Frog Baby. 
and also on Facebook and of course Pinterest under the same name. We we do have a YouTube channel also where we're teaching babies to read and um, doing some other fun stuff. So those are our main um, avenues. We actually do have a TikTok too. <laughs> Great. <laughs> so, so if you can find us over there and maybe give us a little bit of uh, <laughs> um, tips on how to use that, um, young people. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Yeah. I I recently found out that my daughter had like a a TikTok that sort of went viral and I was like, what? Anyway, I mean, she wasn't, she was dancing or something. I don't know, but that's funny. So, um, so the teaching your babies to read on YouTube, that's pretty curious. How, how does that work? So starting at eight months, um, uh, babies develop enough visual acuity to see, um, a large red, word printed on a card and they learn to recognize it um just based on repetition and so we call it the reading game and um it was through the work of glenn doman and i don't know if you're familiar with with any of his work um Mm -hmm. but my son when he was um first um you know with us we realized that he was not um he wasn't talking Mm-hmm. And so I, ha- I had come across the work of, of Glenn Dolman. I thought, well, I wonder if I if I taught him to read, if he would <laughs> he would talk more. Mm-hmm. Well, it turns out that you know he um, was diagnosed with autism later on, and uh, it really did help him to be able to verbalize and to be able to, oh. and of course, be an excellent reader. <laughs> and so. We have, um, you know, used that technique with the rest of our children just because it does give them, you know, kind of an advantage as they're starting school or as, as they're learning to do new things. Because if you know how to read, you can teach yourself how to do anything. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> so kind of focusing on that skill. And so, yeah, starting at eight months, we um, we do the big red letters, six inches high. And then as they're... Um, optic nerve develops, they can do smaller and smaller words. But so we're not teaching letters necessarily, but we're teaching um, words that are important to the baby, like their name or the dog's name or, you know, the things that they use every day, like their bottle or, you know, uh, um, all the things in, in their environment. So we're basing it, the the language that they're learning on their own little little lives, little baby lives. <laughs> wow. Oh my gosh. That's fascinating. Well, I will make sure that uh, the listeners have the links to all of these so that they can find you, especially that YouTube channel. I think that would be very interesting for moms mm-hmm. uh, to be able to have their babies start to look at that. I mean, that's, we always talk a lot about on the show about, um, using sign language I taught my children sign language when they were small and it helped so much before they were when they were pre-verbal but this is really interesting as well because as you said the optic nerve and and that reading skill uh, that that is developed as well mm-hmm. yep thank you so much well uh, Rana what else do we need to know about you and uh, and and then we'll wrap up oh wow um, <laughs> I or how about some, do you have any advice for moms? So, you know, you hear a lot that, um, when, you know, when you have a baby, um, just to, to take in all the advice that you can. And, you know, um, you, I mean, uh, new moms are, are inundated with, with advice. And I would just say to do what you think is best for your baby. <laughs> Don't let anybody tell you what to do. You know, if you think, 
um, carrying them around is um, better than putting them in a stroller, then that's what you do. <laughs> um, and you can never, ever spoil a baby. <laughs> oh, that's good um, advice. Absolutely. I guess I guess mainly, and maybe that, since I have a, a better chance of thinking about this, the, the ways that you, um, I guess, uh, place your baby is really important for their development. Um, so strapping them in a car seat while they're in the house or like a baby carrier is not necessarily going to help them to develop those those bigger um, muscle movements that are going to develop their brain. So um, I would love to see more moms, you know, letting their babies um, sit on their, their tummies and try to move with their, their arms because that's what they're there for. Because when you put a baby on their back on the floor or in their um, baby carrier, you really are kind of um, stunting their their mm. ability to move around. It's almost like you're putting a bug on its back, so it mm. can't it can't move around and it right. can't use those use those muscles and also develop those brain pathways that are not going to just help them learn how to crawl and to walk and to you know explore their environment, but also that translate into later cognitive skills um, like you know verbalizing and and also you know reading the written word and um, doing all these other things that that they're going to need to do cross doing cross patterning that you know that reinforces all kinds of um, cognitive connections and so you know having I think having a baby with developmental challenges has really helped me appreciate you know the things that the ways we interact with our baby and how important it is that we're always you know talking to them or always engaging with them and just loving them and you know being there for them present for them you know and uh boy that was like a kind of a wild and circuitous answer <laughs> ah, no it was really good you had lots of gems in there because you're exactly right and we also always try to tell the moms like you said put your phone down engage with your baby this is a short season of your of their lives and your life and and it, it's really important all of those things that you said tummy time i know we always think eh, tummy time is hard you know whatever but you know uh, having had a son go through brain uh brain highways i think is that is that what it's called where they had to repattern his brain because he didn't crawl properly he didn't do some of these things properly when as a baby and then as a you know a, i don't he was in middle school i think when he had to go through this Th this this investment you make in the tummy time now will help them for their life really mhm mm absolutely it really it, it sets the foundation for the rest of their learning it sure does Gosh, well, thank you. Again, thank you so much for joining us today on the Teaching Your Toddler Show. It's been a pleasure to speak to you and so exciting for your new business. And uh, I hope that the listeners check it out and uh, and get one for themselves or give it to their friend or whatever so that uh, we can help Mama Frog Baby grow, grow and grow. Thank you so much, Mary Jo. It has been my honor to be here. And um, yeah, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Bye now. Bye-bye. This has been the Teaching Your Toddler podcast with Mary Jo Tinlin. Thank you so much for joining us today. I hope you'll find us on our website at teachingyourtoddler.com, as well as on Facebook at Teaching Your Toddler, on Instagram, and on Twitter at Teaching Toddler. So join us again, and I hope you have a wonderful week. Thank you so much.